Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to the A to Z Sports, powered as always by the Ben MGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. We are Nashville's on-demand sports.network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Link to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline. That's at A to Z Sports. Also, make sure you hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads for more great Titans content. we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us, and they help out all of you, like Wilson County Hyundai, wilsoncountyhyundai.com is where to go for your new car buying uh, process. The Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. It's better coverage rates and service at fbhp.com slash atoz. The Aura app, uh, keeping you safe online and get a two-week free trial with our link, aura.com slash atoz. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations in uh, Middle Tennessee, Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro online at KrebsKubota.com. So, Zach, uh, we do have an update uh, on Ryan Tannehill's injury situation. Uh, it goes down, uh, gets hit, rolled up on, on a pass attempt uh, against the Ravens in London. He plays 10 more snaps after that. That was the same drive that Derrick Henry had the King Cat 63-yard carry and then the Titans ended up kicking a field goal in part because Ryan Tannehill threw an inaccurate, uncatchable pass towards DeAndre Hopkins. There was interference, but the referees deemed that uncatchable. So that's where the field goal came into play. The following drive, uh, the Titans were able to score a touchdown, and then he threw an interception, his last snap in that game. So let's quickly hear from Ryan Tannehill on this injury postgame in London uh, from Buck being boots on the ground in uh, London from his injury update for Ryan Tanner. No, I was all in the one play. Um, tried to gut it out, and um, you know, I couldn't couldn't put any force into the throws. So uh, knew I wasn't gonna be able to move. You know, I was trying to just kept walking it off, but it was getting worse and worse. And uh, you know, I wasn't gonna be able to to make the throws. What happened on the uh, on the pick? You know, chicks open. I just had no no push into it, and uh, I left it short. So. Uh, at that point, I just figured, you know, I'm going to be sitting duck back there, and, and if I can't even push step into a throw, then you know I'm not going to be effective. Is it a similar injury to to what you dealt with last year at all? Uh, similar right ankle, right? So, um, you know, we'll, we'll take some more looks at it, get some, uh, you know, MRI when we get back to see exactly what's going on. But uh, yes, we're just right ankle again. You've been through this before. So how, what's the, how you think you know, you go this again? That freaking sucks, you know. Uh, it's part of the game, right, to get injured, but uh, it's not an enjoyable process, uh, especially when, you know, it's it's got some significance to it. So, um, you know, we'll see we'll see what it's going to look like as, as we move forward here. Um, you know, get, get a, a real look at it when we get back with the MRI and everything, get a plan moving forward. But, yeah, you, you know, it's frustrating, right? You, uh, you battle, you put so much into it, and then, you know, to have something happen like that, it's, it's frustrating. 
So there's Ryan Tannehill after that game against uh, the Ravens in London, then flying back the nine hour flight had an MRI on Monday. Zach, what was your opinion on what you saw from the Titans quarterback there? I mean, there's pure emotion right there. If you want a human being that is frustrated and, you know, a super nice guy, right? He's not sitting there dropping F-bombs or, or just getting upset. He, But you could see he's emotionally taxed. And I think the words that resonated with, with me listening to that was, you know, it's significant. You know, like it, there is there's a significant impact on – what that ankle represents to Ryan Tannehill. I said it yesterday. This is mental as well as physical. You you commend Ryan Tannehill for not doing more dumb things to hurt the team that aren't his fault because he physically can't throw the football. The NFL, as we know, is a razor's edge. The cornerbacks are about that close to a pick on about 85% of throws. And if you can't put the the amount of force behind a football, you're either going to get intercepted, which we saw, or have errant throws, or be a sitting duck. It's more about not being able to move. It's not being able yeah. to move and throw, and those are your two responsibilities. Honestly, as a quarterback, I feel for Ryan Tannehill because you can see the displeasure and disdain on his face about this situation. Yeah, he wasn't able to uh, protect himself back there as well. Now, look, Nate's burner is a Tannehill hater here. And Nate says, appreciate that reel too, A to Z. I photoshopped that picture for his new profile picture. So Nate's new profile picture is that video of Ryan Tannehill being emotional right there, talking about that ankle injury. So we get that. We're going to have to hit him with a copyright. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like that is our video, Nate's burner. Hey, it's Nate's burner. So at least his burner account's in trouble, not Nate. we can't find the burner account. That's a smart play by Nate. Hey, Whoever Nate, Nate is, it's a smart play by Nate to to create a burner account that is just completely arid of copyright. So way yeah. to go, Nate's burner or Nate. There you go. Uh, yeah. So the, Mike Vrabel updated Ryan Tannehill's uh, status yesterday afternoon, three o'clock press conference on a Monday, a little later because of the London travel. Here was the head. MRI coach. exam on, on Ryan. How's things looking with his ankle? Uh, similar to where they were last year, you know, and. Uh, so we'll see see how it goes. You know, we've got some time here for our next game, and you know Ryan will get uh, you know treat round o'clock, and you know this will be a big week to, to see how he progresses, and then we'll make a decision on on his availability next week and, and what we do then. The guy, or, or is there anything? Yeah, I mean Ryan. No, I mean Ryan. Will be, if he can go, Ryan will be a quarterback. <laughs> I don't know why I find that funny. But yeah, 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 Ryan can go. Ryan quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, he's not going to say anything else. No, I know. Just the way that it came out was was hilarious uh, in my mind. So, Zach, that was uh, yesterday, right? So then we did get an update on the Ryan Tannehill ankle injury from a national report uh, yesterday afternoon slash evening. And then another one this morning. We'll get to that and, and talk about uh, what it means. But first, Zach, tell everybody about our friends at Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP, we talked a lot about health and ankle health. And uh, if you turn your ankle on the stairs or do something to your ankle, high ankle sprain, well, you're going to need a health plan to get better. You're going to need maybe a cast, maybe some crutches, as you saw Tannehill on there. Well, if you've got a good health plan, then you'll be okay. And you can be on the road to recovery. If you don't have a good health plan, well, you're up another creek. 
That good part about all of that is, is that Farmborough Health Plans is a good health plan. And why do I say that is because I have Farmborough Health Plans. I am an endorser of Farmborough Health Plans because that is actually my plan. For you and your family, it can be your plan as well. And it's very, very simple. Health, dental, vision, 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. If you live in Tennessee, you really need to look at Farmborough Health Plans of Tennessee. They've been in business over 75 years. It's very easy. You take a health assessment, you get a quote, and you make a decision. I did that, and I realized very quickly that this was the best health plan for me. It could be the best health plan for you and your family. Visit fbhp.com slash A to Z and get your health plan today. Also with BetMGM, it's never too soon to talk about the big game. And with the big game being in Vegas uh, this week, that means uh, that you get an opportunity uh, to go to the big game with the touchdown in Vegas sweeps. How it works is they're giving out 58 uh, winners each week. And the bit for the big game, that trip, a three-night stay, $1,000 in travel expenses, food, and a bunch of other prizes. The way you do it, all you have to do is each week, bet at least $100 on pro football, and that'll help you work your way towards getting in to the touchdown in Vegas, big game sweepstakes uh, for BetMGM, the best big game party this year with it being in Vegas. So check that out. The touchdown in Vegas feature, BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app. Find the touchdown in Vegas sweepstakes and make that a part of your uh, betting life this season to win big right there. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 older, Tennessee only. All promotions, subject qualification, elder requirements. First online real money wager. Only rewards issued in nominal bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem game sport, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. So, Zach, um, the update from Ryan Tannehill's ankle injury, this comes in two parts. The first was Jeremy Fowler. Uh, Monday evening, Titans QB Ryan Tannehill suffered a high right ankle sprain Sunday in London. Sources told Teron Davenport and Jeremy Fowler, putting his availability in the coming weeks into question. And then just before 8 a.m. Central Time on Tuesday, today, Jeff Darlington uh, also reports, unlike last year when Titans QB Ryan Tannehill suffered a similar ankle injury, I'm told Tannehill will not require surgery this time around. He's currently in a cast, diagnosed with a high ankle sprain, and there's no definitive timeline for recovery, but overall good news, end quote there from Jeff Darlington. So, Zach, what's kind of your takeaway from those two reports over the last 12 hours or so? It's overall good news for Ryan Tannehill, but is that overall good news for the Tennessee Titans? Because the Tennessee Titans sit at 2-4, and and 2-4 and is not a great spot to be when the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars Now, you have not played either of those teams twice, right, that you still have to come, but you're sitting behind the eight ball, right? And you've got a bye week ahead, which is good news for the Titans and their quarterback, but you have some must-win games. You go to two and five, and you start to think about this thing differently. You go to two and six, you really start to think about this thing differently. And I know even at two and six, if they were that record, they still wouldn't have played Houston twice and Jacksonville twice. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's not all disaster. We've seen crazier things happen in this league. You remember when Miami went 0 for 7 and then 7 and 0? I mean, like, it, it has happened before. Yeah. They, they ultimately missed the playoffs, actually because of the Titans uh, that year towards yeah. the end. That's the last time the play. Titans scored 30 points. <laughs> Is that true? Yes. Oh, wow. 
Jesus Christ. I mean, I, wow, that was a throwback. It all it all kind of came that, uh, that, that just burned in my head of the Dolphins game. Oh yeah. Team, so I didn't expect him to score 30 points anyway. So I, I there there's good news for Ryan Tannehill. If the Titans and I just was very bleak in like two and six, maybe they get back on track against Atlanta and they win a game and now they're three and four. Maybe they get back to five hundred and they're four and four, right? And then Tannehill returns and you can make that push for the playoffs. I who knows what happens in this league. It is a roller coaster league if you've watched. That's why there's as many games as they there are. The Chargers, even last night, they started 0-2. They went 2-0, and and they were 2-2, and and then they lost last night. They're not out of it, you know? And so all of these things happen throughout the course of the season. You don't want your starting quarterback to go out for any period of time. But it is good news for Ryan Tanhill that he doesn't have to have surgery because we knew that last year he elected for surgery. And we didn't see him again. Now, let's remember this. I've got two little notes and nuggets that I want to drop here about that. And, and you kind of transitioned me perfectly into my first one. So you said Ryan Tannehill got the tightrope surgery last year after the Chargers game, right? And we're actually scheduling a doc talk conversation to be on Wednesday with the Bone and Joint Institute to talk to Dr. Jeff Watson, who helped me out with my plantar fasciitis and who has also done and, and been a part of some of these tightrope surgeries with high ankle sprains. That was the second time that Ryan Tannehill injured his right ankle last season. The first time was right after the Titans' bye week, which was a week seven game. They had a week six bye. So this upcoming Sunday is one year from Tannehill's first high ankle sprain on that right ankle against the Colts. He stayed in the Titans, won that game, but he did miss the next couple of games. Malik played against the Texans. They beat the Texans, ran for 1,000 yards, then they lost the Chiefs admirably, valiantly on Sunday Night Football in a really tough performance there. And Tannehill came back. They won a game, lost the game, got hurt, out, right? So the second time he hurt his ankle against the Chargers is when he opted for that surgery. So not yet, but if it happens again, you probably need that tightrope surgery uh, the second time. And that's well, something we're going to ask Dr. Watson. Yeah, and I'll... I'll... Send, submit my question for that interview. How can you have? How many times can you oh, have that surgery? Already, right? That is that you question is already written down. Twice, yes. three, four, five. Six, does it matter? I mean, eventually right. ligaments don't stay, right? I mean, eventually you've got to make some some business decisions to say it's not worth you know opening that up. And are are the Titans and Ryan Tannehill going to be more cautious with this because it's the second time around? There's a lot of decisions on the horizon. Yep, And Austin, we heard Mike Vrabel yesterday say that some things aren't fixable, right? I mean, we saw Jeffrey Simmons. Like, I mean, there's they're sitting there looking and searching. I think they're almost to that point to say, all right, if things aren't fixable, then what does this season represent? I don't think they're there yet. I think it's too early through six games and about to be seven weeks. But it's on the horizon. And once that happens, then where where does this team go from there with the decisions that they make for not only this year, but the future? Right. So, uh, fair. Um, and here's another tough thing. That my second note slash nugget on this is you threw out the, what if the Titans are two and six? Like, you just kind of went negative on that, right? You could have admitted to that. 
Well, that's interesting because they're two and four. They have the bye week and they play the Falcons uh, the following week after the bye. Then what happens? Thursday night football. So it's not like Ryan Tannehill has three. Like if Ryan Tannehill wanted to not play that Falcons game, and I think the Falcons, that's a winnable game for the Tennessee Titans at home, maybe with or without Ryan Tannehill after a bye week. You could do something to win that football game. I, I don't have any doubts about that being a winnable game. But now you've got a quick turnaround to the next game. So Ryan Tannehill potentially losing three or four days of extra rest to get back. So it's even more likely that he's going to miss minimum two games because of that Thursday night football game being sandwiched. They play two games in 18 days and a bye. Like, that's not great scheduling, Bob. Like, that's a tough break. And you know what also is right there in the middle of that? Trade deadline. That's a lot going on in a short amount of time. I don't don't know this. This is not a report. This is my opinion. I don't believe that Ryan Tannehill is going to play versus the Falcons or the Steelers. I mean, you just sat there and told, I mean, you, you look at the, you look at the logistics of it. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Now he may play versus the Bucks the following week because you get that extra maybe uh, amount of time. But those two games, where are you there? Are you two right. and are you two and six? Are you four and four? I I don't know. Jesse brought this up that I, I starred because I thought it was interesting. Jesse says his ankle, talking about Tannehill, hasn't been right all year. We've seen that since week one. He either didn't trust the ankle, the ankle never healed properly, or he just doesn't have it anymore. Great guy but a painful blessing in disguise. I was curious to hear what you thought about Jesse's comment. All right, uh, Jesse, let's go back to week two Chargers. All right, uh, week two Chargers game. The Titans are in the red zone. You've got uh, Tajay Spears uh, to Ryan Tannehill's right. Derek Henry, I'm sorry, Tajay's to Derek Henry, Henry's uh, both guys inside, right? <laughs> Tannehill play action or, you know, fakes to Tajay, comes out in the option, fake pitches, to Derrick Henry on the right side, cuts up the field on his right ankle and runs for a 12-yard touchdown. That's fine. Like, that's completely fine. He, he literally had to push off of that right ankle to cut upfield to go run 12 yards for a touchdown. I don't think that was him not trusting his ankle at all. I, I think he's... I no, think the I ankle think was- Jesse, but Jesse saw week one against the saints and all of those errant throws deep. And maybe that was a slow start. Maybe that was rust. We don't know what that was. I, I, I don't think that the ankle has been an issue. I do think it will continue to be an issue moving forward now. Yeah. Mentally. I think that is greater than the physical part of it. And I think that the Titan, and, and that's human. I, I like that's not Tannehill's fault, but I'm curious to see what Doc says. How many times can you have surgery on that bad boy? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. And then, no, section 240, that's our guy, Bonafide Bro, says, nah, it's because his arm is cooked. No, his arm's not cooked either because he threw the football to Traylon Burke 62 and a half yards in the air. Like the, the reason why Tannehill has not been good this year is between his ears, not it's not physically. He was not right mentally and did not seem comfortable mentally against the Saints. That's I think we can agree with, on that. And then any other issues that he's had have been mental situations with not trusting his offensive line, not trusting uh, his pass catchers, not being comfortable within the pocket. 
that has been his issues mentally. Physically, he can throw it 70 yards in the air. We've seen that. And he can run for a triple option touchdown. We've seen that too. So, you know, it, like physically he, he was fine until his ankle got jacked up in London. Right. Well, we all know high ankle sprains are nothing to mess with and they take time to heal. Austin, what made Tannehill, Tannehill in the, in the two-tone blue for the years that he had success was his running and scrambling ability. And that now is not going to be realized for the rest of the year. And yep. we just, you got to swallow that pill. And so all of these things are negatives. They're not positives at the quarterback position that has been a problem for a number of years. And it's unfortunate that Ryan Tannehill, you know, who's to blame for that? Is it the protection? Is it the, the general managers that haven't protected, uh, put, you know, put the offensive line in place? Is it the scheme? Is it all that other stuff? But right now, Ryan Tannehill for the rest of the season is going to be not as mobile as he needs to be to be the best Ryan Tannehill that he can be. Yep, it's it's deja vu all over again. Here we are. It just happened in week six instead of week seven uh, this year because last year, week seven, ankle injury for Tannehill, and that's uh, where the Titans were at. So uh, A to Z Sports here live um, on – and look, Jay says, no, Austin, he's not Brady. He should have played in the preseason. I, where did you say – where would that come out? I, I, yeah, he should have played the preseason. <laughs> like, But I knew that he wasn't going to, but that's kind of out of left field. Uh, we do have a super chat but from Kane. Let's go ahead and do that before we get to our question, uh, before Kane's super chat goes away. He says, let's be completely honest. Regardless of how the season ends, Titans need to rebuild. There's about a 20 to 25 players really worth keeping. Throw away everything and reset. Absolutely tired of hearing how mid we are. Uh, we want more. Look. I mean, Kane's not wrong on no. the fact that the Titans are mid. That's, yeah. And Kane, Kane is in here every morning. We we appreciate Kane. Some of his comments are crazy. Some of them are valid. But here's a valid one. The Titans are mid. Titans may be below mid. We'll find that out. Yeah, I was about but to say. I think t- Titans fans are tired of that, just like Kane is. Yeah. Uh, another one real quick. Connor says, if Ryan Tannehill doesn't play versus Atlanta, I don't see any reason to bring him back. The Titans would be forced to redesign the offense. If he sucks, time to put Levis in for Malik. If Malik sucks, time to put Levis in. Have to see what th- the Titans have in these young guys. We'll talk about that, and we'll definitely discuss Malik Willis's performance against the Ravens. We've got some film breakdown uh, from that to, to show you guys as well. But uh, here's our first question. Should Ryan Tannehill be the Titans starting quarterback if healthy? Should Ryan Tannehill be the Titans starting quarterback if healthy? Uh, but I'm going to tell you guys about Aura. Aura should be where you turn for your safety online. For your information to not get shared or sold uh, to data brokers and to telemarketers and spammers, use the Aura app and download it and get a two-week free trial with our sponsor by using our link, aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. Uh, Aura identified 30 data brokers who were selling my information uh, to data brokers and scammers and uh, telemarketers uh, there too. And so Aura automatically submitted me out of those on my behalf and got rid of those data brokers from selling my information in about five or six days. And we're giving you a two-week free trial uh, with Aura with our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z, password management uh, and protection as well there, credit identity theft monitoring, parental controls on the home Wi-Fi with the kids and the devices, or can do just about anything you need and get a two-week free trial with our sponsor, Aura. Once again, the link, aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. A to Z Sports, we are powered by 
BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app. I did get a couple of wins last night with the Rangers and the Cowboys. That Cowboys game came down to the wire. I was sweating. Um, A to Z Sports is your bonus code. So make sure for new users, you use that bonus code A-T-O-Z-S-P-O-R-T-S and download the BetMGM app today. All right, should Ryan Tannehill be the Titans' starting quarterback if he is healthy? That's the first question, Zach. To the chat you go, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Well, thanks, Sinatra. I won't show up, but he says F no. So he's going to start with an F no. Uh, Sin City Titan says no. Connor says no. No from IR. Uh, Nate says no. Absolutely not. Tank cleans his his chat up and says no. He did say my bad. So there you go. So uh, Derek says no. Sadly, no. John says no. Nathaniel says no. No, it's time to see Levis. Soul says no. F no from Eric. Hell no. Sad to say yes. Dre is sad that he is the first, and I haven't seen any other ones to say yes. So Dre's going with yes. No from Andre. Uh, hell no right there. Lone Walker says no. Wax G219 says hell no. Uh, no from live. No time to move on. Pistol Ramsey goes yes. Terrence says no. Ethan says no. Yes, for at least 12 more games or one to two more games, excuse me. So uh, I was about <laughs> 12 to say more 12. games. 12, 12 games includes the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mr. Jones says yes. So a couple of yeses starting to trickle in. Alex says yes until the season is a scratch. Kane says no. Monsoon says yes. Tannehill is the only competent quarterback on the roster. Guy says no, not for the Titans at least. Tress says no. It's time for the Titans to look him in the eye or in the face and say, it's not you, it's me. They've got to move on. Uh, Darren says no. Ryan says no. Rambo says no. So overall, the chat has said no. We've had three or four yeses. Austin, I will ask you that question. Should Ryan Tannehill be the Titans starting quarterback if healthy? Yeah, there was a there was somebody who basically took my words that I was going to say out of my mouth, and it was the fact that yes, uh, because he is the only competent quarterback on the roster, and so my answer is yes, as long as there is a sliver of hope that the Titans can do something and and fight for a playoff spot this season. Look, nobody wants to lose in that building. Nobody wants to have a losing season. I understand fans say, hey, tank for a top five pick, top 10 pick, whatever. You got to reset, do all this stuff. Nobody that's in there that's employed on the football side of the, the company with the Tennessee Titans is wanting for a top five or top 10 pick. They want to win football games right now, and they want to build on something to have this culture. Will there be a time that it's time to move on from Ryan Tannehill? Yeah, absolutely. There's always, like I said, Monday. There's an expiration date for everything in this world. Uh, but I think right now, Ryan Tannehill is still the best quarterback the Tennessee Titans have had. And we'll talk about Malik Willis uh, later in the show and what we saw with him against the Ravens. But when he, if healthy, when healthy, yeah, Ryan Tannehill should be the Titans starter. Now, there's an unknown timeline on that. Jeff said he's late. He doesn't remember or did not catch the update here from Ryan Tannehill. But Jeremy Fowler last night suffered a high ankle uh, sprain on that right ankle uh, in London putting his availability in question. And then Jeff Darlington Tuesday morning, this morning, uh, unlike last year, not requiring surgery 
Uh, so no definite timeline. He does have uh, a cast on it, but overall good news is what Jeff Darlington said about an hour ago uh, this morning. So there's no timeline on it, but yeah, he should be the starting quarterback as of now, if he's healthy. I've got my answer and it's not the same as yours. Uh, and Andre says familiarity and carryover boards. Vrabel told us, LOL. And King says in theory, yes. However, comma pause for dramatic effect. I think that Atlanta is the game to see what Levis can do. So that definitely takes us into another conversation, but where King is going is where I'm going because my answer is no. Austin, we know what Ryan Tannehill is. We've known what Ryan Tannehill is. We know what Ryan Tannehill's ceiling is. Austin, Ryan Tannehill can't reach his ceiling. His ceiling is not good enough to, if you're going to get into the playoffs, you're trying to win games, right? What are you doing? And at some point in time, You've got to take a step back, look yourself in the mirror and say, what are we doing here? And an injured Ryan Tannehill with a low ceiling, lower ceiling, is not going to get you anywhere. You know what it's going to do? It's going to get you a worse draft pick. And then on top of that, Austin, you're not going to know what you've spent two draft picks the last two effing years on quarterbacks at. So the answer is no. Ryan Tannehill should be placed on IR and be done for the rest of the season, in my opinion. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to try to play Ryan Tannehill. We all know what Mike Vrabel just said at the end of his clip. He said that he is our starter. Yes, he should say that. He should be our starter. But Austin, I've seen this over the internet, and usually, usually, I am like, oh my gosh, internet trolls. There's a bunch of Dylan Danises all over the internet. And they are who they are. But I saw from Titans fans after that game screaming for Will Levis. And they are 100% correct. Is Will Levis ready? Hell no, he's not ready. He's not ready. He shouldn't be ready. He's a developmental quarterback. But the Titans have to take a new approach with their developmental quarterback. They've had six months to train, focus, groom Will Levis. He needs to be the starting quarterback from here on. We'll talk about Malik Willis here in this next segment, the good things and the bad things that he does. But that's my opinion. And Well, I will say this, like your opinion, I'm not disagreeing with your opinion because an injured Ryan Tannehill has a much lower ceiling than he already had. Yeah, I agree with that. And Jimmy Evans on YouTube says, Zach, thank you. Austin still wants to stick with the same trash quarterback. Like Ryan Tannehill is so much better than the other two quarterbacks on the team when he's healthy. What's the question we asked, Zach? What's the question we asked? Should Ryan Tannehill be the starting quarterback if healthy? Yes, right. If healthy. If Ryan Tannehill is healthy enough to play and can be effective, he I'm should not. Say, I'm not saying. I'm not saying to an extent. As and what I also say, as long as the season is not dead, then yes, he should because he can get you there where the others can't. Where? where I also, oh, so let me ask you this: Where is he going to get you? He he is the only. You said one there. Where's there? To the playoffs. That is the only. That is what they are trying to do. I said that in my answer too. Everybody in, that's getting a paycheck on the football operations side 
of the Tennessee Titans organization owned by Amy Adams Strunk and her family wants to make the playoffs. That is their job. That's what they're being paid to do. That is their goal. And until that is no longer mathematically an option, Ryan Tannehill should be the starting quarterback if he's healthy enough to be effective. Ryan Tannehill said in that post-game interview that we played earlier that he was not healthy enough to be effective. That's why he threw the interception. I believe him. I believe him. Oh, I believe that, him too. Right? He's honest. Yes, I believe him. And I don't think that's him making an excuse. That's him saying, I couldn't make the throw. Pig was open. He was there. That was the right read. That was the right place to go with the football. My ankle couldn't do it. I believe him in that. And so if he is unhealthy, then he should not play. But if he is healthy and the Titans are still alive this season, he's the best guy for the job. And so what I don't know is that timeline that Jeff Darlington says there's no definitive timeline. And you said that and other people in the when chat said. When do we get said, a switch? When, when is finally the Titans going to admit that Ryan Tannehill is not the future for this oh, franchise? I, I've, already, I've, already, I've already had my, I've had my timeline this whole, this whole time. I've had, ever since the schedule came out in May, I had my timeline. I circled it. Now, that was not, uh, you know, Injuries change Expecting things, an injury, right? right? Yes, yeah, yes. injuries change everything. We all know that from yes. the, the dawn of football and the dawn right. of sports with time. But here's the fact. The best case scenario, Austin, is not Ryan Tannehill leading you to the playoffs. You didn't, ask, you didn't ask me what the best case scenario. That's a completely different topic. Well, you said that he's the only guy or he's the guy who should get you there. I, I said their goal in the building is to make the playoffs right now. I would rather have Will Levis attempt to do that and fail than Ryan Tannehill attempt to do that when healthy and okay. succeed. Look, again, different conversations answering different questions, right? Like that, like but, what's but, the best you know, case It scenario? all goes, it all resorts back to the question is, should Ryan Tannehill be the Titans starting quarterback if healthy? And I'm saying if Ryan Tannehill is healthy, the answer is still no. All right, so uh, Ryan Tannehill, go... and I, I, I hate to say this, Ryan Tannehill shouldn't play in a Titans uniform again. He and it, it's not him the individual. I think he's a great guy. Nothing's personal. Nothing's he's a personal. great person. He's a good quarterback. But we've spent enough time to understand what Ryan Tannehill is. I knew it after the Bengals game, and it, injuries have unfortunately derailed a lot of that since that time. But he doesn't have enough the, to get the Titans to where Zach, they need to go. The so injury, you need to start diverting your attention to trying to find that. But if Ryan Tannehill got out of the London game healthy and the Titans lost to the Ravens and are at two and four, we're not having this conversation. Ifs and buts, yeah. Uh, but that's and my, nuts. my point. The, the only reason that's why it, we're I mean, that, that now that's but that's that my, so illogically no, to, to throw no, that out there. The whole, the, like you said, you knew after the Bengals game. Like, that's why I brought it up, because Ryan Tannehill was healthy after the Bengals game. They played well. Right. Ryan Tannehill was the best quarterback on the roster to win them games from the start of this season to a Un point, right? Until right now. Until, until right things now changed. when hurt. Things until changed, yes. right? And, yes, and the injury happened. Well, and it didn't actually have to be an injury. If yeah, they would have lost to Atlanta, or if they... Tannehill gets out unscathed and they're at, let's say, two and five. Then they get to two and six. There's a point 
that that's, he is useless. That's that was my whole thing. I was trying to get to it, and but my whole circle the calendar, circle the schedule date is week eleven. I the day after this schedule came out, and we talked about it on the morning show. I said at Jags week eleven. That is Ryan Tannehill's last opportunity to be in playoff contention. If the Titans are not, you move on to somebody else. Week eleven at the Jags. And okay. now Why? And that's that's what it would have been. I still think that's what it would have been if he was healthy coming out of Baltimore. But now he's not healthy. I highly doubt he's going to play against the Falcons because the Steelers game is Thursday night. I highly doubt he's going to play against the Steelers. We'll learn more about the, the doc talk tomorrow and to see if week 10 at Tampa is a possibility because that Tampa game is 28 days from the injury. And so that's the opening of some potential window there. But if the Titans win one of those two games somehow without him, then what's the situation if he can come back and play, right? My point, and you don't have to comment on the Levis stuff. You can do that later this week. But Will Levis needs to play from here on out. Because I'm glad you brought brought up the schedule. Because if you are a, a team, a franchise, you didn't have to start your your undeveloped quarterback to start the season. You had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks to get your rookie quarterback that you traded up to draft ready to then play the rest of the season, which is 11 games, right? 11 games. And my, my theory, and this is why I want to say this, my theory on this is if you look at young quarterbacks, I did not think that they needed to start Will Levis to start this season. I don't think anybody really truly believed that, right? He was a developmental quarterback. But there is comes a time where you have to start developing. And development, you can only do so much. Look at Jordan Love, right? Jordan Love, how many years did he have to develop? Three? Two. two yeah, three. This is your three, right? 2021 draft. So one, two, this is your three. So you had two years to sit. Two years to sit and not do anything, right? In a perfect world, Will Levis doesn't play all this year. This is, this is, this is your, that's what I was about to say. Cause they had to make a decision on it. This is, he had three years to sit. Yeah. So like there's timetable. I believe that at, at a certain point you have got to throw somebody in the fire, right? I don't disagree. This is the perfect time to do it. But Austin, don't pull him back out of the fire. Let him go through the growing pains. And if Ryan Tannehill is healthy, let's go back to the question. If Ryan Tannehill is healthy for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game or the, you know, the Texans game later in the season, doesn't matter. You still stick to your process of the future because you know what Ryan Tannehill is. All right, and another he's not enough. All right, there's another aspect of this uh, situation that we have to discuss here. But first, I do want to tell you guys about the Boning Joint Institute. We will have a Doc Talk segment Wednesday, still nailing down the time, but around midday, 
Wednesday midday with the Bone and Joint Institute's expert, Dr. Jeff Watson, foot and ankle specialist, to discuss Ryan Tannehill's high ankle sprain again on his right ankle, the third time he's had this ankle hurt in the last calendar year, basically, uh, and then uh, had the tightrope surgery last December. So we'll talk to Dr. Jeff Watson, who's helped me out with my plantar fasciitis at the Bone and Joint Institute tomorrow. Uh, still nailing on that time, but that should be a fun conversation uh, to figure out more about this. And the Bone and Joint Institute's where you should turn for any of your injury needs to get back to health. They've got all the experts like Dr. Watson to do that in Franklin online, boneandjointtn.org. A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses for new users. But if you're a new user, download the app in your Apple or Android store and use the bonus code ATOZ Sports to the king of the sports books. That's BetMGM. All right. So, you know, a lot of people are coming after me in the chat being like, you are ridiculous. Get off Tannehill. Like, Tannehill's done, all this kind of stuff. Like, I still think. As of right now, the Titans in two, at two and four have an opportunity to make the playoffs. The season's not dead, and, and I don't think anybody believes that. They're at a crossroads. They have to figure it out, just like I Jeff agree. Simmons said, right? So <clears throat> when we're asking the question, should Ryan Tannehill be this Titans starter if healthy? The answer is yes right now. Now, when will he be healthy? I think the first true opportunity for him to play is at Tampa, November 12th. That's 28 days from when the injury occurred. Will the Titans still be alive at that date? At that date, will they still be alive? No idea, right? We have no right? idea. That's you, you and I like both it. believe that they are alive right now, right? Even at yes. two and four, they haven't played the Texans twice. They haven't played the Jags twice. There's opportunity right. to get back into the division. We're right. on the same page there. Yes. But what, I, what am I am saying, Austin, is Ryan Tannehill should not be the quarterback to try to lead you to the playoffs anymore okay. because of what has occurred because of what has happened. And that is a big deal. That's my belief is that Tannehill, if he is healthy, he does not. And it's unfortunate. You're gonna have to eat the money, right? Like you have to yes. eat, eat a well, lot of if money. You put him on IR, you save a little bit of cash, but anyway, and that actually is something to think about because when you have a quarterback that's making $30 million, 27, 27, you, you kind of have this, this pull. Are you, are you playing business? Are you thanking Tannehill for what he's done for your franchise up to this point? I think with 20 something million dollars, you do business. You've already paid him nine and a half. Exactly. So I think the goodwill is gone. And at some point in time, and this is why Rand Carthon was hired is to make those type of decisions. And I am on waiting on bated breath to figure out what Rand Carthon is going to do in this situation. And yeah. the, the season throws you curveballs, right? Yep. Here's if you one. Put them on, if you put them on IR, you can save another $8.7 million of cash. Now it doesn't affect your cap at all, but you can save that in some cash. So, all right, here's the other caveat to this. What do you know about Will Levis? You know, you said you've had six months to develop Will Levis. Yeah, but he got hurt. You saw him play in one game against the Bears, and then he gets hurt. You, you don't see him for the rest of the preseason. <clears throat> so here's the situation. <clears throat> Do you want to throw Will Levis out there after a bye week against the Falcons when he's had such limited time? Or do you want to let Malik roll with it? Because my thought, and this is just a hypothetical because that's really all we can do, is 
you hypothetically start Malik against the Falcons. Could Malik win you that game? I think the Falcons' defense is beatable. I think the Titans can do some things. I think they can make Desmond Ritter hell uh, at times with his propensity to throw picks. And so I think there's a chance to win that game with Malik Willis as a starter, right? And then you go to Thursday Night Football at Pittsburgh. You see kind of how that coin toss goes. Pittsburgh's not great, but their defense is unbelievable. So that's going to be the ugliest game in the history of Thursday Night Footballs that, that have a lot of ugly games. So if you're sitting there and you have a couple things go your way, then maybe going to Tampa, you're not completely dead and out of the water. And so that's where I say if that Tampa game is what, what I'm circling now of finding out what where Ryan Tannehill's at to where it's either shut him down or not. Yeah, you're and that philosophy is using Malik Willis as a buffer to not pull the the plug in the, the Will Levis coin yet, right? Yes. Exactly. Not play that card because you don't want to play that card because you don't think that card is ready. And that that is fair. That is a fair and this is something that Austin, you, I, or the chat do not know. What do the Tennessee Titans truly think about Will Levis at this point in the season? We've covered a lot of football. I've covered a lot of football in my life. I've covered a lot of Titans football in my life. Historically, even through coaches, the third-string quarterback does not get a lot of practice, right? They just they use the practice time for the starter and minimal reps for the backup. That's and that why usually teams don't have three quarterbacks. It, right. But now the rule change has happened. He's dressed and you know, there's, there's some difference and not a lot, but you drafted him, and the franchise is in a unique spot because, and this is another question that we will not be able to answer until it happens. But like at the end of the year, will the Titans know something or nothing about Will Levis? No, yeah, it's huge. And that's why I hated the draft. I did not like the draft pick of Malik. I did not like the draft pick of Will Levis. I thought those two selections could have been used in other ways to help the football team. But here we are in a situation where you know very little about both and you're in a spot where you're kind of screwed. And Levis got hurt. I went back and looked. Levis got hurt two months ago in Minnesota. Two months ago. And so he was hurt. He missed a few weeks there. So... Is I think they were, I will say, I think that they were, they were over precautionary right? with yeah. them. What? Okay. So what has Will Levis been able to do in six weeks time? It's only been like six or seven weeks since his injury. Right. I know it's, it, it's tough. I, it is a, and they put themselves in the position, right? Like, because the, you know, when you go through an NFL football season, you have, I mean, the, the Browns didn't know Deshaun Watson was going to get hurt for a couple of weeks, right? Like things happen and you've got to adapt. And I, I do think that these next seven days leading up to Atlanta per se, they're going to have to make some uh, big, hard decisions. And you either go one or two ways. And to your point, you said make Malik as the buffer because you kind of know what Malik is. You don't know fully, but you know that he doesn't like to throw the football. He goes he goes sporadic at times. He gets sacked at a unbelievably high. Yeah, we'll clip. talk about that. Yeah, and I have. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Is he going to be the buffer for Will Levis, or are you going to say, all right? Here we are. 
<laughs> are you going to have to draft a quarterback for the third year in a row? Ah, who knows? <laughs> no. I, that was a side comment. The only but, way is, is if they end up being the worst team in the league and they get to draft Caleb Williams. That's the only way that the Titans would draft a third straight quarterback. And I think that the likeliness of that to happen is probably about 1%. Which is really tough because you have, you know, we'll have to see how that goes. But the first overall pick might be up for grabs again in a trade, depending on uh, the if the Bears. You know, if get- Carolina, if Carolina goes defeated and they don't win a single game, they're not going to draft a quarterback. No, they're not going to draft because the Bears have the pick. And the Bears would then draft Caleb Williams. <laughs> I don't, right. that's a, you know, Justin Fields. That that is a good discussion. If yeah. the Bears are the have the number one draft pick, what do they do? That's an off season topic, but it's a damn good one. Man, uh, live and learns. Austin smoking dope. Why, why why do y'all like not understand what I'm talking about here? How how am I like that off? Like I'm not. I, I, that I just off, think that people. fans, you and you know this, fans are ready to move on. Yeah, but the team's not, and that's what I'm talking. You don't know that. that. Yeah, we. Damn sure we do, we do. We you don't know that 100. percent No, you you may be correct. I, I'm not discrediting that, but you don't know that because I think we'll find that out against Atlanta when they're wearing those Oiler throwbacks. All right, so I had a, a comparison from Malik Willis uh, in the post game show and revisit that. Also, want to regrade him because we got some really good video on Malik Willis and the four sacks that he that he took against the Ravens. So regrading and grading Malik Willis's performance against the Ravens. But first, Krebs Kubota, they should be your preferred equipment provider in Middle Tennessee. Krebs Kubota is an elite Kubota dealer uh, with three great locations in the mid-state. Columbia, Franklin, Murfreesboro, KrebsKubota.com is their website. What do you get with an elite Kubota dealer? The best in, uh, equipment in the industry, the best warranties in the industry, and the absolute best customer service with the Krebs family name. Krebs have been serving Middle Tennessee for over 18 years and they can help you out with whatever project you have, whatever, however big your property is, maybe however small your property is, uh, you can get it with Krebs Kubota's equipment. You can buy it for whatever you need, or you can just rent the equipment if you got that project coming up before the winter. KrebsKubota.com. It is eSports. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. All right. So uh, we're going to regrade uh, Malik Willis's. Uh, performance against the Ravens. I'm going to regrade it because I, I gave him a D minus. I gave both Tannehill and Malik a D minus in the post game show uh, with Chim Chimney that we always grade uh, the quarterbacks, whoever plays. So I also gave the analogy that I think Malik Willis runs around like they're like a squirrel. He's covering, he's moving a lot, but he's not going very far. He's just going in a bunch of different zigzag directions and he's going to get tackled and sacked. But James Foster of A to Z Sports Film Room did a really good breakdown of the four sacks that Malik Willis took against the Ravens and trying to kind of see and what was Malik's fault and what was just really bad offensive line. Malik Willis came into the game in the fourth quarter and took four sacks on 12 dropbacks. We're going to look at how many of these were his fault. First play, NPF loses immediately to the inside pressure. Skaronski doesn't slide over and give him help. Tajay Spears releases out into this swing route. At this point, Malik Willis just needs to dump it off to Tajay Spears. There's nothing open downfield, but a common theme that we've seen with Malik Willis is overestimating his own athleticism. He just doesn't have the pocket escapability he did at a lower level of competition. Second play, NPF gets pushed back into the pocket pretty quickly 
quickly. Malik doesn't have room to step up, so he's got to bail to the outside. Again, there's nothing open downfield. It might look like there's a window to hit NWI here, but Roquan Smith is going to intercept that easily, and Malik Willis isn't able to outrun Justin Matabike, and he gets a sack. Third sack will show the sideline angle to start out. Anytime you can have three players running the exact same route to the exact same location, you've got to do that. So the right side of the field's off the menu. Chigakonko can't get open over the middle. You got Ty J Spears coming open on this angle route. He could definitely hit that for a touchdown, but NPF loses immediately to Jadavian Clowney. Willis doesn't pull the trigger, and he gets sacked. And then final sack, again, there's nothing open. Tennessee doesn't have a lot of juice on the outside as it is, but when you've got 12 yards in a goal-to-go situation and the defense is playing soft zone coverage, there's not a lot of offenses that are going to have route concepts that are going to get open against that. Up front, NPF loses immediately again to this inside spin move. The right side of the O-line just immediately caves in, and Malik can't make anything happen. There's James Foster, A to Z Sports Film Room. Go check that out on YouTube and our website, a to z sports.com. Click the Film Room tab for all of James's great work. I like, I think, one, uh, Tim Kelly did not call a play where three people went to the same place. That was somebody or two people running the wrong route on that one. So I want to go ahead and get that out of the way. Other thing is NPF was playing left tackle like he thought he was playing right tackle and allow everybody going to the inside, which was just atrocious. So after watching that, I do think I need to change my grade for Malik, which was a D minus. I thought Malik should have thrown the football. Maybe on two of those four sacks, he had a chance to at least get rid of the ball to Tajay Spears on the, the swing to the left and also the corner in the middle. Those would have been really good timing throws, especially the one that could have been a touchdown, that last one we saw there from James. So I'm going to change my grade. I said D minus. I'm going to up it to a D plus. I still think Malik is the same type of quarterback that we saw last season and the same thing that I saw in training camp in the preseason. He struggles to let it loose when he sees it. And I don't know if he sees it fast enough. I don't know if he's processing or has the ability to process quick enough to get rid of the football. Like he told me last training camp as a rookie, he sees it mentally, but his feet aren't getting ready to match his mind. I still see the same problems. I'm watching seven-on-seven drills in training camp. The same things happen. He's not throwing the football on time when it needs to be there. He needs to see it open before he throws it, and that's not how you play NFL quarterback. So I'm going to up it to a D plus. Yeah, I think the easiest thing to, to look at that game overview is you just give him an F because he was awful, right? But I think I look at the situation he was thrown into, right? You've got a quarterback that we've seen enough of that doesn't make those reads that we taught you that you just spoke on. And, you know, he's playing from behind. The Ravens are pinning their ears back. They are yep. rushing the passer. They're putting him in bad spots. The run, run game is obsolete. So taking that into consideration, it's it's a D. I mean, I, I you know, I, I, the D minus to D plus, it's still in the D range, right? So there's no like, arguing over you know right wrong and different of, of what the grade is but Malik Willis came in there and did exactly what we expected Malik Willis to do and that's the problem and if he plays and starts against Atlanta Austin Malik Willis is going to do exactly what we all expect Malik Willis to do that's get sacked run east and west not north and south and not make the correct throws down the field and not get to his reads, not get to his spots, and have shoddy footwork. That's what he is. And so D, D plus, D minus, it doesn't matter. 
What do the Titans think? What do the Titans grade him from that, that, you know, little excerpt of the game that he played? And are they willing to see more of that at home wearing throwback Oilers and owed to their franchise number seven live in front of their fans? What do they think about that? So it's, I know we're talking about the past. It's less about the past, but more about the future of understanding what Malik Willis is. And if they feel, which I do believe, the Titans feel just like you and I feel, Austin, they feel like their playoff hopes are not completely dashed. They still think that they have a chance. Mm -hmm. Who's the best person to get you to that chance? Yeah, and Malik won the backup job by default because Will Levis was unavailable through the second and third preseason game, and you couldn't get enough data on Levis to make that decision. And Will Levis was only available in that game in London if Malik went down and got hurt. And so you couldn't do anything but but be in this spot. Here's a side comment, and we'll move on to throwing shade. Do the Titans feel comfortable enough to put Will Levis behind this offensive line. Uh, I, it, it's kind of rhetorical because it's open-ended and I, I, we don't know, but no. I also think that's a factor. Yeah, you got Bryce. And, and, Bryce I, and I didn't even see that comment, but yeah. Bryce is on the same page that I'm, I'm thinking of. Uh, there's a lot of super chats that we haven't got to. I'll do that real quick. Uh, Kane comes back, says, let's be realistic. What's worth more a single playoff run or better draft position is now more important than the future time to move on. Look, that's the, the best fan conversation, sports talk conversation we can have. But Amy Adams Strunk would love to have a playoff game, right? Like that's what, you know, Mike Vrabel wants to go to the playoffs. Rand Carthon wants to go to the playoffs in his first years in NFL GM, right? Like Jeffrey Simmons, Kevin Byer, Derek Henry, all these guys, DeAndre Hopkins, everybody wants to go to the playoffs this year. So I get what you're saying, Kane. We can talk about that until we're blue in the face, but that's not how they're thinking there too. Uh, Jags got you says this is the crossroad. Levis has way more upside. Uh, Connor says it's not about Ryan Tannehill being the best QB. Ryan Tannehill isn't getting the Titans anywhere, but a mid round pick uh, with no playoff appearance. Time to see what they have at quarterback. Andre uh, says, so basically play for a participation trophy. No. Um, Luke says, um, if both of the young guys are as bad as most think, regardless of what happens with 17 this season, do you spend another pick on a quarterback? We kind of hit on that earlier. Nathaniel says, uh, get developmental players every position. Developmental O-line, corner, developmental quarterback, tight end, et cetera. Spears is a unicorn. That's a pretty good comment there. Uh, players are not- Tajay Spears is a huge- positive of this season so far through six games that is probably getting overshadowed by Tannehill's injury by the losses by all of the things that we've seen that have been negative but Tajay Spears there's a little golf clap to Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel and whoever helped pick pick him with no ACLs to possibly replace one day Derrick Henry so you feel a little bit better so you don't go to this like super running team to a, we can't find a running back because right. that would be terrible. Well, he does have one ACL. He's just missing one of them. Uh, I thought he, he was, one... who, who is the Spurs? Oh, uh, 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 Blair. Oh, Dewan Blair. Dewan, Dewan Blair. <laughs> yes. Oh, to Dewan Blair. 
King VC, what do you think about Ryan Tano backing up Will Levis? I don't think that's productive. Uh, put him on IR. And then Calvin. Yeah, I think because of the contract. I think it's a valid question, but because yeah. of the contract, you'd put him on IR. Uh, Calvin says, I'm, I'm going to half hour behind, but wanting to say this, the worst part of the Tannehill injury is that he will no longer fetch as much if traded. No, he's just not tradable. He wasn't really tradable to begin with. So um, Until we've seen a quarterback be traded at the trade deadline of that ilk, I, I just, I don't believe it will happen, right? If Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins is not getting traded, who there was more talk about Kirk Cousins getting traded at the trade deadline than any other quarterback. If he's not going to get traded, I just think it's still a pipe dream until it occurs. I think it will happen one day, but it's not going to be this year. Yep. Time to throw some shade. The worst Lyft Uber driver I've ever had in my entire life. Time to throw shade. Let's get it going. County Hyundai, make them a part of your new car buying process. See them in Lebanon for your new ride or check them out online. See what they have to offer at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. It is time to throw some shade. Zach, would you prefer me lead it off? Because I did tease this uh, earlier, right before we started the show. The worst Uber driver I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, I'll, I'll start. And I did pin for the last 10, 15 minutes, our NFL film room, YouTube page on YouTube. So in the comments, click there after the show or search film room, a lot of good coverage on the Titans. James Foster does a great job there. We're getting more content out as the weeks go by. And if you, if you just like film and football, that's a great place to go. So throwing shade, um, Austin, if you'll read some comments, I got to load up my shade because I have a visual. Oh, uh, visual. All right. I will uh, work on that here as soon as I hit go on this tweet right quick. So uh, shade here, getting some shade. Um, let's see here. Uh, Jeff, uh, throwing shade. UGA fans getting butt hurt. They celebrated and memed Marv and Jamo getting hurt to win in the natties. Now that their own player, they want to cry wolf. Okay. <laughs> uh, Matt says throwing shade at everyone who thinks they need to get rid of Rabel. That's crazy talk. Yeah, that's also probably not going to happen. Uh, Mr. Jones says shade Tim Kelly for not running Derrick Henry. Look, I mean, Derrick Henry had two carries. They gained him 78 of his 97 yards. Then he had 10 carries. They got him the other 20. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, they ran the ball effectively when Derrick Henry did it twice. Other than that, they weren't really doing much whatsoever. Um, so more shade. I'm trying to scroll down to get to some more shade as it flies in here. Alex says shade on Titans fan base in general, crazy talk against all quarterbacks. I do still feel like this fan base has no idea what they want at quarterback. I remember going on like a fan base with a franchise. <laughs> no, I know, but they have three, but I feel like, but my, I feel like it's like Noah in the notebook asking, what do you want? Like they didn't want Aaron Rodgers. They didn't want Derek Carr. They didn't want Lamar Jackson. They didn't want Ryan Tannehill. They didn't want to trade up for a quarterback in the first round. They definitely didn't want Will Levis. Did they want Malik Willis last year? No. What do you want? And like, they didn't I want Tom Brady either. No, they didn't. Um, I was a part of that. I didn't think Tom Brady would have fit here, but you know, Hey, he won. They've been in the same spot. They had Tom Brady, but they were, they, I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl. Uh, like Tom did in Tampa. Hey, hey, you know. Uh, Steven says Shane and Austin for still thinking Tannehill's the best option. When healthy, Ryan Tannehill's the best option. He's the best quarterback. 
Like that's not like that's that's factual. I don't think anymore. Well, it's because he's not healthy right now. <laughs> well, even if he got healthy, yeah, I, I guess uh, here here to I'm not saying close this up, but I don't think he'll be healthy this season. I don't think he'll truly be healthy the rest of the year. Uh, yeah, of course not. Uh, Chilmo says throwing shade at both of you for letting NPF off the hook. That man got his ass whooped. I, I, when I when I, I talked about how bad NPF was, he was letting everybody inside and playing left tackle like he thought he was on the right side. I mean, come on, what else do you want me to say? He was terrible. I told you before NPF came off suspension that I thought he wasn't very good in the preseason and he wasn't that great last year as a rookie. He was just available. So well, now I've they been, threw him in and they changed his position. I mean, he's he, he there's no I'm not giving him excuses, but like it is a tough spot. <laughs> yeah, he didn't line up correctly. He's playing like you expect him to play with all of the things that have occurred. So all right, I'm gonna get to my shade. Yeah. My shade occurred last night. I don't know if you watched the Cowboys Chargers game, but there's a conspiracy theory. And I actually think that the, and I am not a conspiracy theory guy. I, I just I don't buy into it. I don't believe in Bigfoot. I think it's a bunch of BS. But this actually may have some legs. I think the NFL planted a fan. And I don't know if you saw this woman. Oh, my God. I don't know if you saw this woman. I did not. This Chargers fan from last night. I think this is a plant. I, I, she, they kept showing her over and over again, and she would make these ridiculous faces, like, like unbelievable. Like that, that was her. I think she was a plant and, and she had glasses on at one point. She didn't have glasses on at another point. She had her chargers Jersey. She was cheering like go, go, go. And they were on defense. Like there were, there was some, uh, some uh, questionable things. So my shade is on the possible plant that the NFL planted in the Chargers Dallas Cowboys game. I would like her to be interviewed and let's talk ball. Let's yeah. see how much ball she actually. I mean, she, you don't have to like know ball to be able to cheer like that. But where was that game played? Austin, to be able to cheer like that, you have to know a little ball. No, you don't. Yes, you do. You have to know ball if you're going to make this face. No, you you got to know a little ball. You don't no, you have to don't. know a lot of ball, but you have to know a little ball. All right. Um, where was that game played? L.A. Yeah, yeah. It's an actress. That's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> yes. a plant. I think it's an actress. It's it's like. And speaking of like knowing ball, it's like the. I don't back up for this. It's. It's like the actors that play the quarterback that throw like this. Yeah. <laughs> and they're the quarter, they're the star quarterback. We, we, we as sports fans, the real ones know. Oh, there's also, I, I got a bonus shade because you just brought something. There is a commercial out there for AT&T that drives me insane. It's the panic room commercial. I don't know if you've heard it on radio, but I hate it. It's one guy has a, his buddy over to his house and he's showing him his panic room. It's what his wife's calls his man cave. Cause that's where he watches his football and he panics all the time. And this guy, the buddy comes in. He's like, Oh, who's playing? I didn't know you're a, I didn't know you're a doomsday prepper. He's like, no, it's where I watch my football, the panic room. And the guy doesn't know who's playing. But seconds later, he's hyperventilating because of a pick six about a game that he didn't know was being played I don't, I seconds seen before. It. I cannot stand that commercial. 
it is it is written by somebody who doesn't know ball <laughs> like that. It's I written by somebody who's a football like that. No, like the panic room, like the the panic room name for like your football viewing room. That's good. That's good. But a guy walking into a room having no idea that there's a game being played or who's playing it does not get emotionally invested like that guy did, where he is. I, well, he was like freaking out. That is just not how that works. Real quick before we do your shade, you know, there are some people saying that Swift is a plant. I don't think Taylor Swift is a plant because the ultimate plant, if Taylor Swift infiltrated the NFL, would be if she played the halftime show this year. And that would be diabolical. Like, that would be so genius to have all of this Swifty coverage and then have her play the halftime show in Vegas. Usher, I think, is the halftime performer. So, yes. but like that would be something. I thought about that, but she declined this summer. They tried to get her, yeah. but she declined. All right. So my shade is on the worst Uber driver I've ever had in my entire life. Saturday, uh, wife and I were going to meet some friends downtown to watch the second half of Tennessee, Texas AM. So you know, we jump in this car, nice car, clean, everything. We start going and, you know, I don't hit my quiet preference. I, I'm fine. You know, I can leave it either way. Should have hit the quiet button on this because this dude would not stop talking about anything and everything. And we, he was rude. He was making comments about like, we were sharing like personal stories, like, one somebody my wife knows found out that their daughter's having a baby and he starts to insert himself into that conversation. We're trying to 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 segue and break away from this guy to have our own conversation so he will shut up because if we didn't talk, he would have kept talking about people we were passing down the road, signs that he would see on the street, billboards that were up. Oh, I wonder if they're ever going to take that Jelly Roll billboard down on Music Row. I don't freaking care, man. But And so continuing, continuing, inserting himself in conversations. Another person we know had a big event happen that day. We brought that up and he starts to ask intrusive questions about something that happened there. And then I try to just get out of this and by saying, oh man, Tennessee uh, had to, had, they failed on fourth down to get, oh, Tennessee's playing, who are they playing? What's the score? What's going on? Oh, I know somebody at Tennessee. They work in the logistics partner department. They're about to get hired by the Falcons. And I'm like, get me the hell out of this car. This guy would not shut up. It was so bad. And it was only 12 minutes. That's all it took. And I was so ready to get out of there. Like my wife and I were texting each other being like, this is unbelievable. Like this guy is unbelievably rude and, and like arrogant and just a jerk. Rude and just like, I, so I, I get the won't shut up. And that is annoying when you oh. don't want to talk uh, that. And sometimes oh, he, that is he brought up how his, I'm not going to say the term, but he brought up how his girlfriend calls his business person, the blocker. Because every time they're trying to have time together, his business partner calls and interrupts it as the blocker. And I'm like, oh, oh, like come. now I've been talking about a sexual relationship. Yes, and this guy's like 60 and and like and not kids. And I I and I am just I do not want any of this. Any of this. I was so mad, so mad. Did you do any of like the traditional 
all right, I'm tired of you talking methods. <laughs> I would love to know what you, your methods are. I mean, yeah, I did like, he would say something that he was like kind of asking and fishing for a response. And, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I'm like not responding or answering something with a one word or yeah. I mean, there were efforts. Yeah. That's made. what I'm asking. Like, you know, I don't know. I'm a little different. Cause once I get to one a point, I'm going to be like, look, I'm good about the conversation. I appreciate it. I look forward to getting to where our place is. And once you set that tone, now not everybody will do that because it's awkward. I've, but I've never like, this was the only time I've ever been in a ride where that would have been necessary. And so I was just like, this guy's not catching any cue. Like, yeah. no and that's why I say, did you do give him the cues? And then if he doesn't take the cues, then you have to say, Hey, I appreciate the conversation. I'm not really down to talk right now. I'm trying to have a conversation with my oh, wife. So I look bad. forward to getting to our destination. <laughs> and, and, and then with somebody who really talks to hear them shut up is actually kind of funny. Um, if that happens. I mean, cause like I I'm, if somebody wants to talk and have a good conversation, I'm all about it. And it started that way. Right. And then quickly, as soon as we like were 30 seconds into that, I was like, Oh, this is not good. Okay. So here's the question. I will follow up with from the start of the show. Did you rate him? And what did you rate him? Two star. You gave him two instead of one? So his driving, like, and this is why. Oh, I, no, no, no. This, because, see, now you but had I also, all, I, but I added notes. Important. I added notes. I clicked no, the personal. You, clicked, then you give his ass one star. What are you, crazy? Because if, if this was the worst Uber driver you have ever had, which you have claimed, you well, cannot give this man two stars. I, I, the, here's here's why I did two stars. It's because look, the the goal was he was a very he was safe. He was not like reckless at all. He was just a, annoying as hell. Soft it was a personality off. difference. That's That's and, but I, in in the That's notes, I have a star system. If it was you are driver, the worst that you've ever, that is that is. Uh, That's terrible. I, it was. I, I, was I, I said it was. That's why driver. I said driver conduct. I left rude, uh, awful conversations. I can't remember what else I typed out, but I left like several notes in that. But everything why. that you are saying is that he is a one-star driver, but you did not give him that. But the drive again, the purpose of the ride was to get to where we were going in a timely manner, and it was done that way. And so it was a two-star, it was awful driver the, conduct. The boo. Hey, chat, boo this man. Boo this man. Thumbs down and boo this man. Give it, give him the business. Boo this man, chat, because that was a whole bunch of uh, chatter. And then all of a sudden you gave this man two stars instead of one star. You should have given him no stars. And I know you can't do that. So, but he needs the yeah. lowest. If it is the worst, and this is how you prefaced it, the worst Uber ride you've ever had in your life. How many Uber rides have you taken? I count countless. Exactly. And you give him two. Uh, I think that a little soft, a little soft, as soft. The, the more, the, again, it was, look, it, it, Nick says Austin just isn't as rude as Zach. It's not about being rude. It's it's calling like you see it. It's holding people accountable. It, I, I was. That's why you have a rating system. You can get that actually holds the driver and the rider accountable to be their best self and not talk about you know their sexual performance or lack thereof because of their coworkers or whatever conversation that you have. 
it holds people accountable because if yeah. you get out of line, then your rating can hurt. And this was an opportunity for you to end his rate or at least lower his rating for good to prevent future uncomfortable situations for writers. And you didn't take that to the full extent that it needed to be. At two star and leaving the notes of driver conduct and the other things I did. One get star. Worst Uber ride I've ever had in my life. This guy talked about, I mean, if you were that adamant about it, which it sounded like you were, I was in the car, so I don't know. It, but, it, but it was the worst, like, it was the worst personality clash of, a, of my that's ride share rating system. And that, that could have sent a message for him to remember, maybe I shouldn't have, what did I say during I, that ride? I, maybe I, I should have shut the F up for a little bit. I, maybe I, I shouldn't have, have done this, but that's what one star does. I have given several one stars in my life uh, of, for rides, and it's always been because of not being safe or being completely reckless. It goes that's both ways. I, that's the rating system. Look, I, I did what I did, and that's how I feel about it. So nothing to, to go there. But you know, we can move on from it if you want to. We've talked this out enough. So you can not like it or whatever. But Power I, to the one. If you have a bad rating, you need to go the lowest as possible. You teach them a lesson. Bad service equals punishment, and the punishment is the rating system. That's all we have. I'm sure, right. Austin, I'm sure I've talked my way into a bad rating before because I don't shut up. I understand that, but that's that's the system. All right, so that'll wrap up this Tuesday show. Lots of stuff that we have gotten to. I do want to mention this. Because of the press conference yesterday, Titans at 2 will be today. With Sam, so Sam will give his thoughts on everything that came that that came out about Ryan Tannehill, Mike Vrabel, and other issues the Titans had coming out of London. So Titans at two today with Sam, not on Thursday this week because of the bye week, but Titans at two is typically on Mondays and Thursdays. We'll be back tomorrow morning to discuss it all. So make sure you hit that thumbs up button on the show, like before you go as well, and we'll see you guys on a Wednesday morning. Appreciate it as always.